Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in once again to the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Stephen Bell here along with Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp, yes, indeed. And man, I, I, listen, it's a new format. It's a, uh, it's, it's, you know, the voice of the Camp Nathaniel has been going on for years. I mean, do you know how long it's really been going on? I actually have no idea. No, do you, no, do you know? I, well, I don't know. I kind of just put you on the spot here to we, ask we you the really question. Need- that, that sounds like something that somebody, you know, doing a podcast should probably know before you get into it. But uh, you know what? It's been around for a really long time. It has. And now uh, we've we've changed formats a little bit. We're moving into more of a discussion type base, and we're going to bring in some local pastors. We're going to be talking to some of our missionaries here on campus. We're going to be digging into the Word of God, and we're going to be sharing a lot of what's going on on campus here in the, here in the next year. Man, it's going to be exciting. It is. So you ready to jump on in? I think we're ready. Who are we talking to today? All right. So we are going to be talking with a local pastor. His name is Pete Eumans, if I'm pronouncing that correctly there. Yeomans. Yeomans. See, I'm already starting off on the wrong Yo, foot. man, get Yeomans. it right. Yeomans. <laughs> Pete Yeomans. And he is a pastor over at Davidson Baptist Church in Hazard, Kentucky. And we're going to be talking about some fresh new things today. We um, are. We are a biblical perspective on New Year's and fresh starts. And Pastor Pete, welcome into the Voice of Camp today. Good to be here. Glad to get to spend some time with you guys today. Yes, indeed. Now we've uh, the, the topic of discussion. You know that we're that we're breaking into today. New year, fresh starts. This is a fresh start for the voice of Cap Nathaniel. This is a fresh start for a lot of people. It's it's February first. It's a brand new year. Well, you know, a month a month into it anyway. A lot of stuff's already gone on. Uh, I myself have con. Completely obliterated my New Year's resolutions. So, uh, uh, but right now, man, we're uh, we, we want to dive right into this. But before we do that, we're going to let uh, those of you uh, who may be listening, who may not know Pastor Pete, as he's known to a lot of us. Um, like I said, this is fresh starts, and you guys have experienced a lot of fresh starts over there at Davidson, just uh, in the events that have transpired over the past five or six months uh, with the flood and everything. So, how about uh, you just kind of fill us in on what God's been doing, and uh, then we'll dive into things. Sometimes God forces you into a fresh start. And uh, that's exactly what's happened to us. The flood uh, pretty much devastated our place. Our uh, original building, which was used for the kids, uh, was was taken downstream about 50 yards. Mm. Um, The the parsonage was was, uh, flooded about uh, not quite a foot and a half. And the main auditorium was flooded three and a half feet. Wow. So uh, it caused us to have to evaluate some things. It was really the toughest three months of my life, probably mm. the first three months after that. But it forced us to have to rethink some things. And in the process, the pass, uh, the parsonage became our youth center, and it's all up, and the kids are having a wana in there and Sunday school and children's church. Uh, it's in good shape. Um, our church just yesterday got our new pews, and, and it's looking beautiful. It w- it's more beautiful than it ever was. And we've got a few more things coming in, like a pulpit and things. But um, what amazes me is through all this, it's not like, oh, wow, uh, this is the end. But our people are seeing, no, this is the beginning of something. Mm-hmm. And, and our people have been faithful. Attendance uh, has been really quite good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking at s- some new things to do and new outreaches through all this. Well, praise God, man. Uh, you know, God, the very first thing you said, sometimes God forces us into those fresh starts. And we know just a lot of people, camp included here, a lot of surrounding churches um, have kind of been forced in, in into that. Exactly what you said, because of the devastation that has occurred here in the past few months. But, but what we have seen through all of this, yes, there is devastation. Yes, there is tragedy. 
All of those things are there because we live in a broken world, but, but God remains faithful through it all. And, and he will receive glory through it all. And, and we get a greater joy in bringing him glory through it all. So it's, uh, it, it's just, uh, man, I praise God for what he's done there at Davidson and how he's continued to use you guys. And, uh, and, and, and you're no stranger to camp. You, you've, you've, you've spent some hours on campus. Oh, yeah. I've enjoyed camp ever since I came here uh, 36 years ago. Wow. And uh, my kids have been through the camp program, and uh, I've gotten to speak at the, uh, the youth and the, in the elementary uh, camps and things. It's, it's a favorite place of mine. I love it. And so I'm glad to be here today. And we're we're super excited because hey, we got we got family camp coming up this summer and Pastor Pete is actually gonna be our keynote speaker for the week. So. He is. If you haven't seen that already or it's not already on Facebook, surprise. Hey, Podcast you listeners, you get the info ahead. Look at that, man. Look at that. You get it before anybody else does. So, so Pastor Pete, thanks so much, man, again, for being here. Uh, appreciate your service to the ministry. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's, uh, let's, let's spend about, you know, next 10 or 15 minutes or so talking about this idea of uh, uh, having a proper, uh, a proper biblical perspective on what it means to start new, to start fresh, especially now that we've, uh, we're a month into a new year. You mentioned something that's really kind of important, and I think it's most people would have to be honest. If they made a New Year's resolution, I didn't, not because I didn't need to, I just decided not to, <laughs> because I know knew the f- truth, which is what you said, uh, you've blown all your resolutions. There you go, yeah. and, and so I, I, at my age, I know that there's no reason to make them because I'm going to break them. <laughs> and that's that's really what uh, happens for, for uh, most, most resolutions. Right. And a lot of that is uh, rather innocuous. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, and I've noticed there's there's two kinds of people in the world. Those that just want everything to be the same. Mm-hmm. And then those that they're always looking for something new, for new, not necessarily good reason. They're just wanting newness. I'm one of those that kind of just, uh, the Lord has to push me. Yeah. I have to see a reason why I need to change. So you, you like everything kind of the same? Oh, yeah. yeah. About, oh, yeah. What about you, Lee? It depends on what we're talking about. A lot of things I like to have. I'm a very routine person, so oh yeah, having that having that predictability in my day is always enjoyable. But I know that sometimes something new can, well, it it brings out a lot of good things. So I know that there is some good things that come behind newness, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, usually that involves. Well, it involves doing new things, which can be terrifying. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. And, and I'm probably right there with you. I, I like the things, whether I like getting into a groove, into, into, into having, knowing what's going to happen from day to day, of course. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when, when something new comes along, that, like, like Lee said, that's exciting. It, it, it pushes you. It stretches you. And so, so, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. So, it's interesting that when we're talking about changes, um, we're going to have to, for a lot of us, we've got to be seen why there needs to be change. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when it comes to real spiritual changes and real life-altering changes, not just, you know, you're going to, a simple thing of uh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to stop doing that. But anything else, I think you have to start, uh, as far as from the biblical perspective, uh, going back to the Word mm-hmm. and seeing it from God's point of view. Because, for instance, I, I don't want to change anything in my life, unless um, God's pushing me. And one of the ways he does is by showing me in the word who he is and sadly who I am. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a huge disconnect. You know, when I'll be honest with you, most of us uh, have the idea that yeah, God is a whole uh, is better than us, but just a little bit. You know, he mm. he beats us out by a nose, so to speak, in the race. Uh, but when we get into the Word of God and see see who He is and what He expects from us and what He will do for us, then it should motivate us. Say, God, I I want to be different. Mm-hmm. I want I want changes that are going to glorify You. And uh, but so it has to begin with God. Not yeah. with me ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, d- delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. But that means that, that he's going to give you a new heart, you mm-hmm. know, and he's going to change your desires. And those desires are going to be desires that please him. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, uh, I, I always, you know, in, in doing 20 years of student ministry, I always told our students that, look, if you, if you can't be more like Jesus until you're willing to become less like you, and because there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. God wants to make you into the image of Christ. And and that's going to mean some new things. You know, that's going to mean changing things up because things that we, that our flesh does not want to change up. If, if you're going to add something, you always have to take away something. That's I right. mean, even the Bible talks about mm-hmm. putting off things and putting on things as far as that. And and we don't like that. Um you know, this this is a universal truth. I mean, whether it's a church, church wants wants change and growth, but it doesn't want anything different. Mm. Well, it's not ever going to happen. Same with me. I want growth. I want improvement, but I don't want to give up anything that I, and that's not going to work. Yeah. So that that's one of those uh, things that that God has to get our hearts, and we've got to be convinced that really what He wants is best for us. Mm. Amen. So one of the verses that I love, one of the passages I love in the scriptures is Psalms 139. That's a great passage where uh, the writer talks about how God knows him. He knows where he is, what he does. He saw him in the womb. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just goes down the steps where, you know, God, it teaches us great truths about God, but specifically great truths about God in relationship to, to Pete Yeomans. And yeah. I love how at the end of that, uh, the writer says this, search me, O God, and know my hearts, try me, uh, and, and know my, uh, anxieties and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. See, when I come to the point of really seeing who God is, um, I need to ask him, you know, what needs to change? And a lot of times I'm, I'm, I know this and this and this has to be changed. And God says, you're not even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and he has, he has a greater vision for what you can be because you're his child. That's right. Uh, this is not about self-help. This is not about self-improvement. This is about God through his Holy Spirit doing a work that I can't do. And, and see, if it's all about me changing, then I get the glory at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And so. This is the, the, it's so if we're going to talk about a fresh start, we have to start with God and say, God, what do you want from me? What do you want the direction of my life? What do you want me to focus on? All those things start with God, not with me. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, fresh start has to begin with getting getting the focus off of yourself, getting getting your own focus off of ourselves, because our mind always wants to just think inward. Mm-hmm. You know, our heart always wants to to move inward and and protect ourselves and to look out for our own um, well-being to 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 have our own goals in mind and those things may not necessarily be bad 
you know, in and of themselves. But but when it comes down to it, if we're talk, if we're going to talk about growing closer to Christ, um, if we're going to talk about being more like Him, if we're going to talk about uh, what the Bible says about fresh start, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it starts with. God, it cannot start with ourselves. Any other New Year's resolution you make starts with your own willpower, you know, mm-hmm. your 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 own ability to uh, bring this to fruition. But but the Bible always begins with surrender, mm-hmm. and and so I'm gonna get up every day and go work out. <laughs> how how many how many days does that last before all of a sudden that alarm clock is not a pleasant sound when it goes off early in the morning? That, that's right, and I, and I and I've I've never had a new year go by that I that I don't think of one of my favorite absolute Star Wars quotes, and that's Yoda saying, uh, yeah, uh, "Luke looks at him, and says, okay, I'll try,' and he goes, no, do or do not, there is no try, you know." <laughs> So you're either, that's like saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to lose weight. No, you're not. You're either losing weight or you're not. <laughs> so it's, exactly. it's, it's one of those two. You can try, you can say try all you want, but but it really comes down to whether or not it's actually taking place. And you build those habits there as you. That's right. And obviously it starts with getting yourself out of the way and asking God like you all have been talking about. Sorry, my voice is going out there on me. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day, he's, guys. He's been talking a lot today. I've been talking so. a lot today. Maybe I should talk less. No, no, no you're good. Go for it. All the things there. Um but get my mind back on track here. Um, along with that, um, if you're just getting started with this, um, that the, asking God to change you is a both exciting thing. And like we talked about earlier, you know, I talk about how I like my routine, um, but new things are, can also be terrifying all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so asking God to change you means that you are, essentially putting him in control of the, for, for, for lack of the better terms there, putting Jesus take the wheel. You know, he, he's the one, <laughs> he's the go, one yeah. that is, it is taking charge of that moment. And that means he's the one that's going to be directing you. And you, you might discover that in your own self that you don't like the way that you're going right at that moment, because God's calling you to things that are bigger and better and more in line with him. And if you're just first getting started with that, that might be utterly terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. God is, from what I've read and all the different things, he is perfectly okay with you being terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he says, do not fear multiple times. He'll, he'll give you the reminder there. But he, but he's coming right alongside you and saying, all right, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the beautiful thing there is that when you ask God, hey, God, what ways do I need to grow? What ways do I need to change? What ways do I need to do things? God says, I'm so happy that you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's good. Grab my hand and let's go do it. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, uh, it really is something I emphasize a lot of times when I'm preaching is, you know, we we pray for a lot of things that are silly. I mean, mm. you know, and we pray for some things that are not silly, but we don't know if God's going to answer them. You know, Lord, give me a new job. Well, he may, he may not. Lord, make me a millionaire. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, uh, you know, Lord, make me handsome. No, that's, that's, there are right, things right. that we pray for, and, and sometimes God answers them, and, and sometimes he doesn't. But when we're talking about, Lord, change me, mm-hmm. he is obligated to do that because that he says, I will answer anything according to my will. If mm-hmm. you ask anything, and it's always God's will that we're changing. Absolutely. It's always mm-hmm. not my will, <laughs> but it's always his will. Now, again, like you said, that's terrifying because 
I don't know what that means sometimes. I, I don't get to be in control. And and uh, tied with that thing mm-hmm. about liking not liking change, I do like being in control. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. I I love just you know from a personal perspective here real quick one of one of my one of the things that I struggle with more than anything else in my life right now is fear of the decisions that my kids are going to make you know I I want to as bad as I want to be the one that's in control of their sanctification yes I know that's not a good place for me you know I mean mm-hmm. I want to be that I want to make sure they make every decision correctly but but I know that I that. Number one, God loves them more than I do, you know, whether my mind can com- comprehend that or not. But but God, he knows the steps they're taking. He know- And my job is not to make sure that they never make a mistake. My job is to train them up in the way that they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart, they will not depart from it. And mm-hmm. so that's my place mm-hmm. as their father, as the one who is discipling them and teaching them the word. Um and I and I have to I have to be in that place and do the, and do that effectively, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what God's called me to. He is their sanctifier. He is the one who will lead them. He is the one who will direct them. And uh, and I get to sit back and watch that happen. So it's and but that's a hard place to stay at. Oh yeah, yeah. Because again, as a father, you're a fixer. Absolutely. That's a, you know our, our wife tells us something and we automatically think well she wants me to fix it and she, <laughs> she just wants us to shut up and listen to <laughs> me. I I've got this thing I just want you and that's not how we're wired and we want to yeah. fix our kids' problems. You need you need to go to YouTube and look up a little thing called the nail. Have you have you ever seen this? Mm-mm. It was a, it was a guy who's having a conversation with his wife on the couch and she's got a nail stuck in her forehead. And she starts talking about having this splitting headache and she doesn't know why. And he's like, well, you've got a nail. And she goes, it's not about the nail. <laughs> and then at the end of it, it, it doesn't last very long, but at the end of it, he just looks at her and says, well, that just must, that must be really hard. And she goes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Well, now, now you I lost Sorry, my man. Sorry. No, no, no. Do that. No, but the, 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 what you said is really important, though, because uh, as far as as far as our daily life, our kids are, you know, we're they grow up under our control. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and the hardest thing for us to realize is we're our if we're successful, not just when they're old, but when they're out from underneath our control. Yeah, and that happens gradually as they're teenagers. We have less. We may think we got control, but they're they're really starting to, and they're needing that freedom. Absolutely, and it needs to be. It needs to go from being my parents' God to my God, and I, mm-hmm. I saw that with my kids. Each one of them had to make that decision. Well, you know, what does this look like? Is is what I've been taught mine? Yeah, and so that's tough. That's a little bit off subject here, but even then, you're talking about. Uh, transitions in life and growing and and that's part of life you know several years ago we transitioned from having kids our our goals and and some of our jobs changed at that time but it also opened up for new things mm-hmm. that's exciting absolutely and you know uh even i go overseas to teach god had to push me into the in that where i i wanted to do it but i didn't want to do it the way he wanted me mm-hmm. to you know, I had this vision of exactly how God was going to do everything. And I've, I think, well, I, I'm going to say, I think I've learned, but I'll still learn again. Rarely does God operate 
the way I think he's going to, even when his the end goal is going to be what I wanted, mm-hmm. the process to get from point A to point B is not the line that I would take. Yeah. And for me to learn to say, that's okay because he's in charge and then walk with him mm-hmm. rather than letting go of his hand mm-hmm. at that moment. Those always make the best stories too. Cause when you, when you get to the, you, you have that hindsight there and you look back and you're like, God got me from here to here. And that is, I, I don't even know how he did it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, he did like a couple of loops in there and went under and came back. And all of a sudden I ended up here and you're like, that is, that is not how I expected this to happen, but it is so much better than the way that I would have come up with to do it. I, I love when, when Moses is before the burning bush, when he, when God's appear, appearing to him and he's telling him, he's going to send him back to Egypt and he's going to use him to, he's telling him all these things that he's going to do and how Moses is the, Moses is his intention may mm-hmm. not be his only option, but he's his only intention. Right. And, uh, and he tells Moses he says, when, after everything's said and done, when you come back and worship on this mountain, Moses, then you'll know. Mm-hmm. Then you'll know. Mm-hmm. That's what he tells him. I mean, and, and it's like, I'm going to show you, it's almost like God saying, I'm going to show you point A, I'm going to show you point B, but I'm not going to show you anything in the middle. And, and you just, and I just want you to trust me that I'm going to get you to point B. And. Yeah, you know, and that that's go that's how his faith. Yeah, he believed God at this point at point mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. but there's a different, whole different realm at the end of it where his Absolutely. faith is strengthened, mm-hmm. and, and in a sense, his faith has become sight. Yeah, um, you know, with the situation we had, uh, it's interesting. My wife for several years has been praying because we're we're getting to retirement age, and we're not going to retire anytime soon. But we're looking at a home getting a home and my wife has been praying for that. Uh, and then the flood came and everything changed. And I remember, uh, the night after the flood, just laying in bed saying, I don't know what you're going to do, God, but I know you said you're going to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask Mm -hmm. or think. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't see how any of this is going to work out. Well, again, I had a little, just, I'm not saying I had great faith. I just had, a, but I believed enough uh, that God was going to do something. Well, we've got a, our church done, mm. paid for, not yeah. in debt. Yeah, we've got a the the parsonage is now the youth center. But that by doing that, and we knew that was, and I'm the one that said, "Men, we've got to do this." Mm-hmm. But that also put me out of a place. And yeah, thought, but that was your house. That was my house for 36 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'll be honest with you, it still hurts a little bit because that's home. It doesn't feel the same now, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, you know, through all this, God has provided in a miraculous way, mm-hmm. a house that my wife and I have that is ours. Yeah. And all of that, the house, the church, the, the youth center, mm-hmm. exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And that's so right. I'm sitting on this side and kind of a, my burning bush, not burning bush but the other end of the thing yeah i'm going wow god you are just amazing and mm-hmm. my faith is strengthened but now i'll be honest with you it, there's a sense that says oh i can take it easy now for a little bit <laughs> but god says no right i did all that so that physically you're back in a good spot so spiritually you can do a work it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good 
Moses made it back to the mountain and it wasn't like, okay, you did it. You can relax now. He stopped and he's like, your job's just getting started. Yeah, that's right. Another, another 40 years now. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say move to Florida somewhere and collect seashells till you die. You know, (laughs) you know, it's a, and a lot of times God will, this is how God likes to operate. He goes and he changes us. And then we get through that change and we're like, okay. And it's, and it's like, you have, you have that, that deeper faith and you have that more of that now. And you, you've seen that you've, the faith has become, you've seen how he's done all that. And then you get to that point and then he goes, okay, great. Now that you're even more ready, guess what I've got next? Mm, right. Yeah. And you're like, wait, there's more. Yeah. Because Moses 40 years before that was, was ready to, oh, yeah. to lead him. I, I'm, yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm the man. And then, but 40 years later, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this, but God, had been using him and working right. mm-hmm. and who knows what God is going to do f- with those listening here. If you'll just let God work now, you're seeing, Oh, I need this and this and this. And he's saying, I've got a bigger picture mm-hmm. for years down the road. I'm changing you now for something later that you're going to do for me, for your family, for other people. If you'll just let me work in you now. Well, I think that's an awesome place to kind of bring our uh, discussion to a close today. But man, uh, Pastor Pete, thank you so much for uh, coming by and just reminding us of the importance of, you know, your your fresh start, your new year do- doesn't begin with you. It begins with God. I think Psalm 139 is a perfect place for uh, for us to go as we start a, a whole new year together and, 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 and live in the joy and anticipation of knowing that God is faithful. That God is, he never, he never sleeps, he never takes a break, he is always watching over us, and he will bring to completion the good work that he began in his children. Mm-hmm. So God is good. Brother, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Enjoyed it. All right, guys. So now we've come to the portion of the program where we get to talk about some things going on around camp. We're going to be highlighting some ministries here coming up. We're going to be talking to some missionaries and and finding out their backstory. It's it's an exciting time to be part of Camp Nathaniel. A lot of stuff's going on. And now, since this semester, we're we're well into the spring semester now, and um, we're starting to get people ready to go for the summer. And so if you are a parent of a child who has normally attended summer camp or who would like to attend summer camp, or maybe you're a student, you're a child listening to this right now, and you want to attend summer camp, um, Lee is here. Who, who better to talk to us than Lee Sharp about what you need to do or what your child needs to do to be able to come to a week of camp here at, here at Camp Nathaniel this summer absolutely free? Lee, tell yep. us how they do that. So we've got a way for kids to be able to jump in. And if you're curious to what summer camp is like here, just imagine horseback riding, swimming in a pool, singing songs. All at the same time. All at the same (laughs) time. Fixing marshmallows and um, (laughs) shooting a bow and arrow all all, All all, at once. All at once. We we probably wouldn't be a very safe activity. Um, We we might have to talk to our camp director about that one. Yeah, probably. Maybe some new activities for the summer. We start combining things. But, but everything that he did mention, you can't enjoy individually. You can. Yeah. Awesome. You can, you can. And so, um, Camp Nathaniel, we've been doing this for a very, very long time. Yeah. And we have what call, are called, I guess, the Camp Nathaniel Lessons. Yeah. Would be the official title of them. They are a set of seven lessons. And what they involve um, is, actually, it's, it's just a little bit of work. Um, a little bit of work. Is the, the short version of it there. I mean, come on. You're getting a free a, a free week of camp. You're, you're getting a free week of camp. So there are seven lessons in total. They involve reading a 
short story out of the Bible. Yep. You're going to answer some questions about that story, help you reflect on that story, mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about God's word. Um, and then along with that, we've got some key Bible verses that we ask you to memorize, Yeah, which is sometimes a little bit terrifying for people because memorizing things can be hard. It can be. If you, if you, if you don't, if that's not an, a usual thing that you're doing, it, yeah. it, 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 it is a difficult activity. Um, a lot of times when we're, we're talking with students that are interested in getting involved and doing all those different things, the best way that we're going to get you pulled into that, it's uh, repetition, working, right. on, working on repeating it there. So what that involves, you get lesson one, you've got your verses memorized, you would say that to your Camp Nathaniel worker, mm-hmm. um, which you can get in contact with us to be able to get these lessons on our website. We've That's got right. CN Lessons. If you go to campnathaniel.org, you go to CN Lessons, you can request the lessons there. You'll be able to get a hold of the lesson. You read through the story. You fill out the stuff. You memorize the verses. You come back. You say them. You complete lesson one. We pass you lesson two. Mm-hmm. You work your way through that. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Once you get to seven, you have now earned your week of camp. And, and if you're curious as to when camp is, you can find that out on the website as well. If you go to campnathaniel.org and you click on uh, students or a resident camp, you go up to the menu, find resident camp, and you can find all the dates for Camp Nathaniel in the summer of 2023. And again, the way that you earn a free week of camp, you can, you can pay, of course. I mean, you can pay to come. You can. and uh, But hey, you've got an opportunity to come for free. And we're talking all of those activities that Lee talked about. We're talking about some awesome food that you're going to eat all week long. Amazing speakers. It is just an absolutely incredible experience here at Camp Nathaniel. And we would love for you guys to be part of it. But it starts... With learning your lessons. Learning the lessons. Now, the reason that we're highlighting this now is because with summer coming, it feels like it's happening next week. Yeah. Um, So we want you to get you started on these lessons ASAP, as soon as possible. If you are wanting to jump in and you're wanting to come to camp, we need to have that first lesson in during the month of March. That's right. So if you're looking at your calendar right now, that's practically tomorrow. So if camp is next week, March is tomorrow. <laughs> so camp's not next week, by the way. <laughs> no, no, it, it is happening much actually during the summertime. Right, right. So there you have it, guys. You can be involved in Camp Nathaniel. You can come to Camp Nathaniel absolutely for free. If you're a parent listening to this, man, get your kids plugged into these lessons. You can, again, you can either message Camp Nathaniel on Facebook or you can go to campnathaniel.org and request your Bible lessons today. So yeah, Lee, thanks for uh, breaking us down on all the info, man. Yeah, thanks for letting me jump in and talk about lessons. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the voice of Camp Nathaniel. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for a whole nother episode.